Clockwork A-I-A-D. Take two. Clockwork. Take three, actually. <laughs> Take eight. This episode of the Sons of CPAs is sponsored by Clockwork, the most refreshing FP&A platform for QuickBooks Online and Zero Companies. Ackerman with the acronyms. Why do you say FP&A? Can you please... I don't mean, know what it means. It means financial planning and analysis sounds like now, something a lot I do. of us accountants <laughs> sounds like a lot of us accountants hear the words fpna and we honestly have no idea clockwork makes financial modeling easy automatically and within minutes clockwork creates custom ai powered by financial projections cash flow forecasts dashboards scenario planning and one click driver-based forecasting for near immediate value tacit t- used to take days or weeks with other tools take minutes with clockwork on top of that hourly updates out of quickbooks online and zero make sure you never have to manually update another actual again and we do here's we have a special, special offer? offer do we yes. have it yes we have a call to action here call to action here's baby. the special offer from clockwork ai you can't you lose. can't lose Go to Clockwork AI. They have some new branding. It's fresh. They got some purple in there, too. I love the colors. Start a free trial. You're a branding guru. Like, colors, branding, I love it. Colors, numbers, and sometimes letters. Start a free trial. And if it takes longer than five minutes to get your automatic forecasts, they'll give you 100 bucks. That is a Benjamin from... Or 8.7 million rupees. <laughs> That's Clockwork AI. Clockwork.ai. Check out the website. I actually I do love their branding. Clockwork. I think that Clockwork. I'm going to put a watch on the anatomy of a firm and have the watch represent Clockwork. Ackerman signing off. <laughs> Clockwork, baby. Hello and welcome. We are the sons and daughters of CPAs. Join us as we question the current state of the accounting and tax industry with the next generation of professionals leading this space. We are all the change agents in an industry fraught with money and inertia. Let's begin the Sons of CPAs with your host this week, me, Jason Ackerman. Uh, Super glad to have you. This is my first solo episode, and I edited it all myself, so I'm a big boy now. This week, uh, I had Justin Hatch, CEO of reach reporting on we had a great conversation i think you guys are really going to enjoy it before we get to that just make sure that you're uh subscribing to us on itunes or spotify wherever you listen that's great also why don't you just drop in and give us a little five-star review that would be fantastic as well um anything you do helps us grow and uh if you like it you know we put a lot of effort into this thing me and scott so we hope you're liking it and uh We hope you enjoy this episode because I think it's really good. So enjoy, and we'll see you next week. Well, we're just going to start. We've got Justin Hatch, uh, a name I can pronounce, which is good. (laughs) I have issues with English, but we got Justin Hatch, the CEO of Reach Reporting. Also our first sponsor. It's just me today, so this is actually going to be a very good episode, I think. Right on. So get get geeky and uh, talking about all this crazy stuff happening in the world right now. Yeah. So, I guess, so you're based in Utah. I saw you're a Boy Scout. You had that on your LinkedIn. I made it to Tenderfoot. Okay. But I I love that kind of, like, discipline. I think, uh, did you make it to Eagle Scout? Sort of. So, 
so I was born and raised in Canada, actually. And so I, we actually defected. Uh, I used, I used the word carefully. We, we left Canada, uh, in 2011. So we actually moved down here then. So I was an Eagle Scout, but the Canadian version. And what, yeah. what's the animal they use? So it's, it, the, the, you set me up so perfectly. The animal is the queen, uh, of England. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, on, she's. I think she's a listener. Uh, so, uh, oh, a hundred percent. Victoria, listen, or no, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Oh my God. Oh man. Okay. Well, you, you can't ever go back to Canada now. Elizabeth, no, they will not let me in. Elizabeth, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't think you're an animal, but thank you for allowing me to have that award when I was a young boy. That's, that's I. So, tell me something from becoming a tween scout that uh that you, that you learn because that's that's like a lot of discipline that you've taken into later in your life so i mean you know i'll be honest it's it it really comes down to your leaders and how good your leaders are because you know good leaders are uh, they're 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 make or break in boy scouts if you if you have a a, a really fun leader but they don't they don't keep you focused. I mean, you're you're basically guaranteed to uh, not not succeed in getting into your uh, awards. And I was lucky that I had some good leaders. And 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 you know, I mean, we did. Yeah, sure. Like there was a lot of things that we, yeah, we grew in discipline. And there was things. There was hard things. There was hard crap that we had to do. Uh, you know, we had to do 50 hours of community service for certain awards, and to get certain badges, you had to do certain things. And 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 those were really those were really I guess they did expand your mind a little bit. You don't really think about it at the time. You just think, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna go do you know service at the local pool. And but but then you, I guess yeah, yeah, there are a bunch of things you pick up along the way, and and it is a cool experience. You meet a whole bunch of cool people, and well, so yeah, it's, it's interesting because you whenever you hear you know successful people, that there's always somebody in their life who kind of got them going in the direction that led them to success. And it sounds like, you know, what you're saying with having a great leader at, at the Boy Scouts, like if you don't have a good leader, you're like me, you make it to Tenderfoot and you get out of there. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> or, right. And then you find, so it, it's often like a teacher in high school or, you know, maybe your first boss that really like leads you the way down your career path. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't even think I really realized it, uh, but I mean, really have to have someone that has the vision of what could be, uh, because you know our our eagle, our eagle um, award is is broken into two chunks. It's broken into chief scout and then queen's venture. So so you 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 kind of move into like the teenagers and you become a venture. And and what was cool is is was we had leaders that were like, hey, you could have this. You could accomplish this thing. So they created this picture in our our little tiny brains where we were so ignorant. We, we, we weren't dumb. We were smart kids, but we were ignorant of what was possible. And so once they once they opened our eyes to what was possible, it it enabled us to be super motivated. I mean, I mean, I've seen that throughout my life a million, million times where if I have a good why, I can make mountains move. But if I don't have a good why, I'm, I'm, I like, I, I won't even get out of bed for it. Like, like it's gotta be, there's gotta be a reason why I'm doing that thing, whatever it is. 
And once I find, find that why, then I'm just, I'm so much more motivated to get there, to accomplish it. So why reporting? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this actually you does me have a Genesis story. I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, this does have a Genesis story. So I was in Canada. I, I was I was running a business, a small business, a construction business. You know, we there was a there was a great big flood uh, that happened about uh, two or three years after we got married. And, and so where in was, Canada are you at this time? Yeah, up in Edmonton. Oh, Edmonton. Yeah. So, so we uh, there's this there's this flood that happens, and like two thirds of the houses in the city, which is, you know, it got a million people. So there's, there's a lot of damage. Two thirds of the houses were damaged. And so they just needed anybody. They were using anybody, even 23 year old dudes that or 25 year old, I guess I was at the time that had uh, these tiny little painting businesses. And so I had to hire as fast as I could. And we learned on the, on the job and, and we were just getting people back in their homes. We were, you know, getting them started. So after that, um, business was kind of had run its course. Uh, we, we, we kept it going for three or four or five years. Uh, but I eventually went into oil and gas and this company, they, they had me there for, uh, four years and then they sent me down to the U S. So I was down here in the U S I had unlimited money, not for me personally, but for the company. I wish it was for me personally. <laughs> that wasn't the case. Uh, I had this unlimited money that I could spend on whatever softwares I wanted to get. And they wanted us to open up a new ERP. And and I say unlimited, but I mean, you know, they would say something like, oh, your budget is, like, try to keep it under 250000 Like, Oh, okay. Like, I can really work with a lot with that budget. And and so what we did was we we went through this process of implementing an ERP. And the funny thing about ERPs and a lot of our listeners probably have dealt with this personally, and, and hopefully I don't you know, bring up any PTSD triggers, but ERPs are really great at saying, hey, you change to conform to how we do things. And if you can't do that, then it's just not going to work out. Well, yeah, just based on the nature of the business we had, the fact that it had a long history, that they've been doing things certain way, we did this integration twice. And, and or twice two two uh, failed attempts I should say uh, until we finally landed on a one that one succeeded and we went we ended up going with NetSuite so we had these two failed attempts but this whole time I was thinking man there's got to be a way to have to to democratize this solution to make it so it's so much easier for small businesses to be able to have the tools that they need but without these massive budgets is there not a way we can we could make this simpler. And, and the passion that I really felt, you know, related to, you know, cash flow and to, to forecasting, to understanding financials and to being able to, to build a small business. And so four years later, you know, down the road, I'm, it's now 2014 and end of 2014. And, and I'm kind of feeling, I'm feeling the itch. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is, it's time to move on. Like I'm, I'm ready to to take the plunge. We kind of put ourselves in a, a good position. And uh, so I resigned into 2015, right? At, right after Christmas, I resigned. And I started a company that was not BI, but it was, it was BI, but for startups and small businesses. So it was, it ended up being the solution that 
enabled small, small businesses to really understand where they were going. Well, that was so much fun. We actually did have a lot of fun. We actually built a really cool software, but the software that we have now is not that software. What happened was we started building this. We had these CPAs coming to us and saying, hey, you're so close to a solution that solve desperate problem that we have. And, and so we said, okay, well, we're listening. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're open. Uh, how big is this market? And they're like, well, I mean, I know of me and you know, my friend also has this problem. And we found thousands of CPAs that had this exact same problem where they were like, I'm so restricted in how I create this. We have companies that are trying to, they're trying to escape, um, crystal reports. Like they're trying to escape, escape these old software that, that they're, they're these dilapidated solutions <laughs> they're trying to move on to something new. And so that's where reach kind of started to come into it. We, we said, let's, let's create something that really enables them. The interesting thing was we didn't know what to do at this point. Like we didn't know where to go. We said, look, we were going to go here for startups and small businesses. And we were going to kind of provide this like technical advisory, but all canned, you know, very low touch. Uh, very, you know, you get a health dashboard and, and, and you watch your little barometers on your health dashboard. This is, was a total change. And so we said to, to our industry, listen, like, if we're going to go this way, you're going to have to design this. Like you're going to have to, we're going to come back to you all the time and say, okay, what's next? What's the next thing you want? And so that's how we built reach. And that's, that's, I think the reason that it's so successful is because it wasn't designed by me. It wasn't designed by our, our IT team or the best way to build the UX. It was literally designed by these accountants out in the field who are, who are in the trenches who need to have a solution that can, they can, they can really use and it, and it works every time. And so that's, uh, that's kind of the Genesis story of where we got into this mess. I love it. So you, so, so you were working, you know, I think a lot of listeners can relate. Obviously the reporting is amazing, but you're an entrepreneur. And most of our listeners are owners of CPA firms or they run a CPA firm. And so when you're making that leap from working at the energy company to starting reach, like, how did you know where to start? What'd you do to like, just start your own company? So, I mean, we can actually bring in this, this Boy Scout uh, anecdote we talked about, like at the beginning of it all. I sat in my basement alone at a lifetime, you know, folding plastic table. And, and I, I, that was my desk. Like, like I, I, I was really trying to figure out what do I want to accomplish? What, what could be the coolest thing? And so I went through this, this list of all of the things that it could be. And then you just start scratching things off the list or merging things and, or, Hey, these two things are the same. And, or, or this one's, totally irrelevant. And, and so you have this massive list and, and I have a picture of it and it's just this wall of sticky notes. And, and I, and, and I would go through this process of pulling off the sticky notes as they were, they were not relevant or I would, I would rip it up and, and throw it in the trash and then rewrite the same one, but with the slight variation and put it back in that place. And, okay. So what I found was one, we all have these amazing egos. And our egos protect us and they guide us and they, they do so many amazing things for us, but they also get us into a lot of trouble. And, and, uh, and so if I'm going to, you and I'm explaining something and you, and, and your ego gets involved, 
you will pretend like you know that thing or pretend like you know it better than me or whatever, even if you don't know it at all. And, and so, and then that was massively influential in the relationship between an advisor and uh, a C-suite. So you hear you have the CEO and, and he's hired this person to come and, you know, do this, this menial task of, of forecasting an entire year or five years for a massive multi-million dollar business. Like these aren't menial tasks. These are massive tasks. And, and a lot of times these CEOs don't know how to do this. And at the same time, they also don't fully understand all of the, the ins and outs of accounting uh, and finance. And so you had this relationship where you can't have one person pounding their chest. There, there really has to be two people that can communicate really, really effectively. And we said, okay, is there a way that we can have software bridge that gap? That can it, the software can act as the translator, so so the ego is checked. You know, the 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 CPA will be able to to have the tools that they need, these powerful tools, but but the uh, the the uh, client rather uh, will will be able to have something that's really, really understandable. And so because we'd started with these really small startups and really small mom and pop shops, we were able to really create information that was very, very digestible and very rapidly uh, digestible. And, and so that we took that component, we stuffed it into the now reach reporting. And that's why reach every, every report created in reach tells a story. It starts at the milk and ends up at the meat because we can, we can understand milk really easily and we can get to the, the meteor and meteor and meteor stuff as we go down. So, so that was, it was really solving that problem that, uh, that was a massive motivator for us to, to uh, create and uh, improve the reach solution. Okay. But you, but how did you go, like, how did you understand the idea, but how, like the idea is fantastic, but how do you, actually implement it like what was your first hire how did you like dude how did you do your own accounting what what was like the first thing that you did like when after you had this idea and obviously so the idea I, I, I don't usually but. talk about this kind of stuff uh because it's 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 kind of a dark part of our history it was brutal like, I, I can't even explain, like, like anxiety, like, it was so hard. What was, what was really crappy is, is you can look back in the um, oil index at that time, and all my stock was in oil. And so I, I, we'd had a great nest egg. We, we, were, we were doing great. But I had all this ownership. And, I mean, there's, there's how many lessons on diversity have I heard since then that, you know, I, I get it. But, or, or diversification, I should say. Uh it's and diversity, both, both are very important. Um, but, but diversification, I mean, I had all my stock in oil and oil plummeted in January, February, and March of 2015. So right when I was starting it, but after it to like $20 a barrel or something, yeah, it plummeted and, and all of the companies followed right behind and they all plummeted. So we had companies that were massive multi-billion dollar companies that were valued less than we were before we before you know this downturn and so the whole market's not noticing it they're they're noticing that gas is cheap you know because you know what what we drive it but but our market's collapsing at that time so my ownership all my equity you know crumbled so that was that was the first thing that went into it secondly uh i i, I brought on a partner really early right in june 
and it was a friend, uh, I'd known him for a couple of years and he, he came on and he and I really just sat down and said, okay, what do we want to accomplish and how the heck are we going to do this? Because we're creating something that, uh, that in our minds hadn't been created before. It wasn't something that we could look at a template and, and we could say, okay, here's, here's five, the five steps that we need to do. We were creating something that was, was totally new and we had to create a user experience, like the, 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 the whole interface that you click on all those, all those little things that simplified that process so that when people come to use it, it was a simple, fresh, light, friendly, clean, easy to use thing. So, so we had that too. And then, and then to make things worse, he was a finance or econ major, I should say econ major and, and I was business major. And so we had two people who were not accountants. Now in the long run, I think that has, uh, served us very well. That has actually helped us, uh, because we've one had to re really rely on our accountants, you know, the CPAs that we work with who are our customers, but two, it's also helped us create something that you don't have to be an accountant to use. You, it's very, very simple to use and it's very explanatory. And so it, it's kind of brought that additional benefit into it. So the very first year, um, we started drawing up what we thought it could look like. And our drawings are so cute now. Like we look back at them. So like physically drawing something on a pad. Physically. Yeah. 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 What's that on? Yeah. Like on a pad. On a pad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. But start on the whiteboard and then, and then we get it onto a notepad and then, and then we went and we got a, an account with, uh, draw.io, D-R-A-W.io, which is this free, like drawing. It's like a, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just this free drawing app. It's like a uh, paint. It's kind of like paint. Yeah. <laughs> sophisticated yeah, it, cloud version of paint. Yeah. And sophisticated, <laughs> uh, I don't know what's, but it's a cloud version of paint. Uh, and so we got this draw.io and we started just sketching up wireframes of what we wanted the pages to look like. And then we went and we hired this group and they were, they were here local and they worked with uh, overseas developers. And they said, oh yeah, we will help you build this and we'll help you build this. And, and, and after, after, uh, four five, six months, six months, we'd spent $60,000 with them, which is money we didn't have. And we had nothing to show for it. Like not a line of code. The, the, the whole time they were building these things and they were like, okay, is it more like this? Or is it like this? We were working with them every day. And so they were building stuff, but by the end of it, it was just so it was spaghetti code. It was, it just was trash. It didn't work. So, I mean, talk about an obstacle and a, and a punch to the guy. I mean, you're already, you're already struggling and it's, it's, it's your last 60 grand. So I mean, it's just you and your buddy at this time. And, 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 and Ryan, yeah, my, my still current business partner. And you, so where'd you get the $60,000 from? So we still had a little bit of equity, uh, in the stock. Uh, I, I had, uh, you know, it was, it was bank borrowing steel. So we, we searched for it. Uh, I, I would sell this here and we'd have a tax return come and, and that would have, you know, this much on it. And, and I mean, you just, it was just anywhere we could find it, uh, is where we got it. And, and so it wasn't even us that was costing money. It was these developers and we got, we got nothing for it, but we got this vast experience an experience that you can't, you, it, th those literally cost uh, uh, so much money because, because they're, 
there are experiences where you have this opportunity cost, you have, you have the, the literal actual cost, you have all the time and effort and energy that you, you put into this, like that, they hurt. I mean, if, if you're down on the ground, this is the kick to the ribs while you're down. And we, so we don't talk about that very often. We don't talk about those <laughs> so what, early years. So when you it's got so at the hard. end of that, like, why, where'd you get the rent? Like with, with nothing. With? Uh, or you, uh, well, the same thing, big bar and steel. And you know, we were, we were lucky because we didn't have debt, uh, so to speak, you know, we were able to kind of do it with, with the money we could find. And, and, and I'm not talking investors. I'm talking, you know, like, you know, we sell this or we'd, you know, we, 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 the, the stock would go up a little bit and I'd have a little chunk and I could sell it. And, you know, just little things like that. And at this point we had nothing, we had nothing. We had some experience with, uh, two or three developers that we knew were not, uh, not, not going to work out. We had, um, we'd seen, okay, this is the UX that doesn't work. And then at this point we said, okay, now what can we do? And so we, we, we checked our, um, <laughs> this is actually a funny story. We checked to see, okay, what's, what's the, what's the next thing? And we thought, okay, let's bring a developer in house. You know, with the with the no money that we have, let's see if we can find somebody and give them enough equity that's worth their while. And I, uh, at the time, was was working with some young single adults, and and there was a there was a big group of them, and and uh, I went to one of the guys who was who was in school to become a coder, and I said I said, uh, are you interested in the job? He said, no, 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 I still got you know a couple of years of school. I said, okay, okay. I said, do you know anybody that would be interested? And he said, "Oh, let me think about it." I said, "Here's the guy. This is this. If I if we could get this guy, super smart. Like like I don't care what his what his uh, social intentions are or his abilities socially. I just I need somebody who's a really really good coder." He's like, "Oh, you mean like the guy that the professors ask for help when they can't figure out a problem?" I said, "Yeah, that guy, that guy." And he turns around and he points at a dude sitting behind him. And this, this guy was just like, just like sitting their head down, not really interested in, in, uh, visiting with his neighbors. And, and, uh, I, I said, he's the guy, huh? He said, he said, he's absolutely the guy. He is, he's the guy who, uh, when he was younger, he would be coding. And, and the only way his parents could get through to him, if he, if he ever did something wrong, uh, would be to punish him by not letting him code. And that was, so that was his real only, only punishment. So we brought him on immediately. Uh, he had, was just graduating school. Wait, wait, what was the sell to this guy? Cause you're basically like, you're not gonna get any money. You're gonna get equity, but you get to code all day. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. And, he was, and he was stupid yeah. enough to take it. And he was stupid enough to take it. I mean, and it has <laughs> paid out in spades for him. Uh, and is he still working? Oh yeah. 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 He's still running point for us. He's That's still awesome. running point. Yeah. So, so it was this really rad experience and he's a phenomenal developer and a phenomenal human. Um, you know, he, he, just his, his personality is just sensational. And, and so he was, he, he enabled us to start now saying, okay, we're going to take this, this design and can you help us get this into a, a software? Well, he didn't know anything about the business world. He didn't know a thing about accounting. So we all learned together. 
we all learned together. We said, okay, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure out the, how to integrate with QuickBooks. And then we'd finish, you know, got QuickBooks online and then people would come to us and say, okay, desktop's next. We need desktop. And we were like, okay, you know, how to, where's their online API? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. Like they don't have an online API. They, they have this brutal uh, connector that you got to work with. And so we learned how to connect with that. And then it was zero. And then it was, and then it was, uh, you know, they were asking for consolidations and then they were asking for, for uh, eliminations. And then, were, you know, it just, it became this process where now we have this reporting software that is getting good. Like we're, we're a couple of years in uh, with Andy. Now we have this reporting software that's actually starting to work. And, and we did have uh, a couple of gems at the beginning of clients. You know, I will say, I will say this honestly, like, like we said to them, we will give you anything. We're desperate here. They knew it. They knew we were young. Uh, we, they knew we were growing and they, they looked at our software and they, they saw some real potential and they, they, they helped us, you know, they helped us in a big way. They gave us a little bit of income so that we were able to feed ourselves, uh, to keep the business going. You know, the, I guess I have nothing bad to say about zero because they've exceeded my expectations in a lot of ways. And a big thing is, is it's intuitive for your clients to learn. So it, it, it's a lot harder to mess up a zero file than it is to mess up a QuickBooks file, for instance. Like you can really screw up a QuickBooks file. Oh, zero. QuickBooks is, oh, we're going to go there. <laughs> QuickBooks is abuser friendly. <laughs> It's too user friendly. <laughs> I love really... I love that abuser friendly. So, yeah. like, I, I and I've never met a client who switched from QuickBooks that wants to go back to QuickBooks after using Zero. Never. The biggest downside sometimes is they've never heard of it, so they have their own preconceived notions on what it would be. But once they start learning more, they realize wow, like there's other ways to do this and they, and this could actually be clean and easy. I, I, I just thought I'd be resigned to put up with that stuff. There's a lot of little things in Xero that make it beautiful. They say beautiful accounting software and I've used that term and just to describe Xero because it's simple, it's clean. And also I love the color blue. I've got an affinity for the color blue. Beautiful technology. If you've heard somebody describe Technology is beautiful. What do you think of that? I think user-friendly. Beauty, beauty to me means user-friendly. Like when okay. people say beautiful, like easy to use. Like it's intuitive on the screen. You know how to uh, know No to pun go. intended, intuitive. <laughs> exactly. I know. I use I use intuitive to describe zero all the time, yet QuickBooks is into it. And it's at the opposite of intuitive. So and beauty is in the eye of the beholder whatever your vision of beauty is, I feel like Zero can fit into that because they, they're so clean and simple that it makes them more versatile. It's just a, a feeling, it's like an art. We just had Ron Baker on and we, talked to, we were talking about the art of business. And I think Zero has the art of GL, the art of accounting. <laughs> the art, mind. the art of accounting. Go to Zero.com. Just do it. It's It'll like be a magic. Go to Zero.com. Don't just take our word for it. Go to zero.com and Go throw your zero. hands in the air and yell sons of CPAs with an S. Okay. And for, so your first uh, hire is a coder. Who's your next hire after that? Uh, so, okay. So this is funny. Uh, so as soon as there's a little bit of money, 
we were like, okay, now let's hire a senior developer. Cause this guy was right out of school. Right. So, so if this guy could code the way he could code, let's hire a senior developer. And so what, so, so this guy's coding, what are you, what are you and your other partner? Like, what are you guys doing at this time? Yep. So, so this was the perfect little team because I, my job was money, of course, uh, making sure everybody got paid and making sure that we had money coming in and making sure that we had money, um, coming in from the various channels, you know, from investors uh, or, you know, friends, family, and fools is what it was at first. And then, then of course, from sales, as soon as we could sell, uh, you know, we would go out and, and so I spent all my time doing that. Ryan, he spent all his time, uh, managing Andy. So that, that doesn't seem like it would be a, a lot, but it was a massive amount because what it was is developing out what the software would be like next and next and next and next. And so Andy would, you know, be chugging along and, and always catching up. And so he was, he, he was always focused on making sure that there was tons of work to do and that we were really targeting the specific needs of our clients. So that's kind of what we were all doing, you know, as we were panicking. So, keep so at what point, at what point do you get like, who outside are you relying on? Is it your CPA? Is there a tool that you're using? Like, how are you using an outside person to help you um, kind of CFO level stuff for you? Right. Uh, it, it, it was anybody we could find. Uh, so I had a friend who was a, a CPA and then became a CFO uh, of a huge, huge business. And so I would call him be like, hey, uh, hey can you help me with this? I, I Googled everywhere. I can't figure out what, how to solve this problem. Can you help me? And, and so it was people like that, you know, that were enormously helpful. Then it was our customers, you know, our clients, which are our professional CPAs. I mean, they're doing outsourced accounting services for massive firms. I mean, these guys are legit. And so we would call them and say, okay, hey, what would you do in this situation? And how would you approach this? And how do we address this, this thing? And, uh, you know, like, wait, this is the debit here, but it's a credit over here. What the heck is a contract? You know, like that kind of stuff. Like, like, <laughs> like the stuff, the stuff that makes anybody who's not an accountant crazy uh, because they can't figure out quite what it is. We would go to our clients and we would ask them about it. And, and we still had these friends that we worked with. And then as we, as we slowly got bigger and bigger, we would we would create connections where we where we had other additional resources that could really help us, and so we would we would help them by saying, okay, reach is free to you, to use forever, uh, and and here you go, but can you help us to understand this and this, or help us to take the next steps in the industry? So because we don't really know the industry as well as we could, and we really wanted to know it. And this at, at this time, we're entering into uh, mid 2019. So we're, we now have a product that's good. It's good. It's not what it is now, but it's good. It's really good. And we go to the uh, show in Boston. And the show is bananas for us. What, what show is this? It was the Account X in, in Boston. And it was amazing. It was, it was such an amazing show. And we we literally put up a project or not a projector a monitor up on the corner of our ten by ten booth that was just showing uh, the dashboards and reports and people would walk by and their their jaws would drop and they'd be like how are you doing this this is 
sensational. When can I start? And, and it was really then that we started to make our real first revenue. The, 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 the stuff prior to that was like, it was more of us doing a service for somebody where we were, you know, building stuff for them. But at that point, we now had customers that were coming that didn't want to talk to us. They just wanted to use our solution. And that was the coolest thing ever. It was the so, coolest thing ever. So you started getting customers. Now how, like, now you've, you know, customers have needs and support. Like, so how, what is your thought? Like, what were you thinking then about growing the business? Like, what were you internally, like, making sure that you did to, A, grow the company and make sure that the customers were happy? That's a really good question. Uh, it, uh, I believe in um, following a recipe. And and the recipe, I mean, determines the output. You know, if, if I'm if I'm following a recipe for um, pitas, I'm gonna get pitas. And if I'm following a recipe for for uh, couscous or yeah or whatever, you know, I'm gonna get. Sounds couscous. like you have Israeli food recently, <laughs> dude. And, and if I'm gonna get if I'm gonna get some uh, I hummus? guess many hummus, yes. If I'm gonna get some hummus, man. <laughs> so. So I, I read this book called Exponential Organizations, and it was talking about affecting a billion lives. And it's talking about this university that they have where they coach people on how to come close to that. And this book, and, and so I, I, it really resonated with me. And I thought, okay, how do I create something that can really, really affect people? And so I, I follow a recipe. It has to be uh, SaaS. It has to be some, some scalable thing that uh, doesn't require me to, to uh, you know, to manually create something, because we wanted something exponential. We wanted something that can really uh, change the world. Um, it has to be something where people can make money on, where they can come and they can actually be more profitable or make literally make money uh, right in the app. So so it has to be like an Uber, an Airbnb, a VRBO, you know, something where where they can contribute something and that, that, that can actually become a marketplace for them where they can make, make more money there. And it has to be something that is really easy to use and very, very scalable. So when I create one thing, I have to be able to use it anywhere. And so we followed that recipe and we said, okay, every time we had an option to be able to do this or do that, even sometimes when it was very enticing, when it seemed like, it would it would uh, be a really great lifestyle business. There was a lot of times we turned down opportunities because we realized that it wasn't going in the direction that we really wanted to go. We wanted to create something that was going to change the world of small business. Uh, well, and 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 what's been interesting is is it's not small business. I mean, we're we're talking all of small business and a ton of medium-sized businesses. Uh, and and so we've created a solution now that can be used by anybody. And it was because these accountants would come to us and say, no, 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 it has to be able to do this because if it can't do this, then it won't be able to do that or, or whatever. And we were obsessed, uh, absolutely obsessed with keeping it simple. And that took way, way more time. But, we, but it was a requirement for us. We were obsessed with the user experience being really, really light, really friendly, really almost fun to use. So let me ask you about, so let's turn this around to accounting firms. 
so you said you know exponential how do you think like an accounting firm can kind of set themselves up with those same philosophies and goals yeah that's 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 such a great question and and we spend we I, like just about every podcast I'm on or webinar I'm on we do a training on on how to better communicate with our clients and we 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 studied a bunch of the psychology behind what made for a good relationship with a client and what also made it super easy for your client to understand something how we could communicate information without affecting the client's ego how we could how we could pass off things so that they could understand something instantly. And we, we've studied this a ton. And so we have stuff built into reach that you'll never ever see, but it makes it so, so friendly for the end user when they're receiving that report. So an accounting firm, when they come uh, to reach, what I would say is absolutely, because because reach is built on templates you can i mean i mean we build a whole bunch of templates but but when you take one of our templates and then you and you recustomize it to to meet the specific needs of your clients what i would say is absolutely have three of them have three templates one of them being a, a low uh tier one of them being mid-tier and one being a high tier like kind of a bronze silver gold and and this is the interesting thing plan on selling the silvers because you want to price the gold like with a ridiculous price like 1800 bucks a month just for the report or 1200 bucks a month just for me to send you this report and then and then have the silver be you know 500 bucks and then the bronze be you know 300 or something and that's just for the reports and so what happens is uh, our clients then look at that and they're like Okay, you have bronze silver. What's in gold? Like everybody wants gold, right? And so it's this anchoring that draws us into gold. We end up going with silver, but but we're we're anchored into gold. Otherwise, if it was just bronze and silver, we'd choose bronze. It used to be like, well, you know, let's just go with the bronze. It's it's half the price. It's blah blah blah. You know. So there, there's all there's all this different psychology in that. But but I would say absolutely do that first have that be your offering and say, look, we're, we're, we offer this and, and, and give people some metric that they can't get anywhere else. Like something that even if it takes you like half an hour to build every month, some metric, like, like evaluation and, and then put in your, in your disclaimer, look, don't trust anything that valuation says <laughs> that is just for entertainment. I don't know, whatever you have to put in there, but give people something that they really want. And, and then once you give that to them, they start to rely on those things. When they ask you a question, look at the underlying question behind what they're trying to say. What are they really trying to understand? What's their real goal? So once you can understand those things, then you can kind of weave it into these reports. But the reports, all, they automate themselves. So, so once they're built, once you've built them, they're fully automated. Next month, they'll be current. And the following month, in three years from now, they'll be current. And every time you share it to any new company, it'll automatically populate with that company's data. So it's it's a, this powerful solution. So you're not spending all your time building month over month over month. You're now becoming this curator and you're selling a service that has this massive value, but doesn't require you to spend countless hours every single month. Another big thing that, that it's a huge trend in the industry to migrate away, you know, migrate from the, uh, 
hourly billing to value billing, but, but change the paradigms a little bit from the value that I'm offering is worth a huge amount of money. The words, the few words that I say have so much, uh, and we need to think like this as accountants, but the words that I say have, have can have some such far reaching ramifications for our client that me just saying them is an enormous value to them. And remember how valuable you are to your clients, because we, we get in a situation, especially when we're first starting out where we're like, ah, you know, honestly, it's going to take me two minutes to do and it. I can, uh, I can just say this and that, but, but these companies have the money to pay for you and they're willing to pay for you as an accountant. So definitely leverage the tools in the industry right now and, and then, and then charge way higher than you think you should charge because I guarantee there's people out there that are just happy to pay it. I love that. So how many employees do you guys have now? We're tiny, man. Um, we have 13 emails. I love that. 13 emails. But you could have, I mean, I might have seven emails for one person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do that. That that that's your metric. Your, your metric is uh, how many emails. Emails. <laughs> yeah. How how big you are. Yeah. So we we've actually gotten really lucky because I mean, being that you know we're building an engine and we're building. I mean, if we're going to use the analogy of a car, we're building the wheels and then we're building the steering wheel and we're building. You know, once some of those things are created, we don't have to keep uh, those individuals that created them on perpetually. So, so we have a lot of contractors that work for us. Uh, we have, we have, uh, security is a huge thing, as you can imagine. Um, uh, you know, we have, we have some firms that are, that, that use reach and, and they have hardcore security. And so they have entire teams that come and, and they evaluate us. And so we have to make sure that security is a big thing. So we, we, we outsource to big third party applications to, make sure that we're secure, we're, we're safe and protect, we leverage a lot of that kind of stuff. So, so a lot of it's been really nice because of the job, uh, uh, what do they call it now? Uh, Upwork market, we can hire ultra high do dollar individuals, like, like people that would be making, you know, 500,000 a year, and we can hire them for one job and it, it costs us, you know, two grand and they can do some critical thing that we couldn't have done otherwise. And then they'll just log in every six months and update it. So it's, it becomes this powerful way to really build out the solution, but while maintaining our, our, our very critical security requirements, we didn't know security was going to be a thing either. Way. <laughs> I mean, we just, I mean, we kind of knew we thought, Oh, we'll just have, yeah. you know, our password. Do you have to do a sock on it? Yeah. Yeah. We have to do all of that. So when you're, so. I'm assuming you have a CPA now that does your tax turns, probably an audit, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. What, like when you were hiring them, what were you looking for in a CPA? We had the pick of the litter. I know. So I want to know how you pick came up litter. with the one. Uh, so I do say this, uh, and I, and I say this a lot. Um, creativity is, is one of the things I hire for first. And I don't mean that with just my, my CPAs. I mean that with, anybody we creativity is critical and if if you're not being creative i think you're leaving stuff on the table i think there's more you can offer because you know something that nobody else knows 
And if, if we can leverage that creativity. And so what here at, at, at reach, we focus on really rewarding it and, and bringing out the creativity in our team because that creativity, because, because my, my, and I don't care if it's an intern or, or what, but they might have some idea of some development that could change everything because of a YouTube video they watched three weeks ago, like being able to take that input and then and then using the creativity to how to how to make that big and 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 a, a part of reach that's so critical to us so so what we look for in our accountants uh, as we work with them and some some we just hire out periodically and others we we uh you know they they we, they're recurring we have them you know on a schedule uh pay them all the time but they uh, the, the biggest thing is, is how creative are they? How willing are they to look at reach and say, Hey, what could be, and then to come to us with things that we haven't thought about. And when they do, Oh man, that's when we get geeky because, because that, that, that being able to, because uh, we, we spend our lives doing this. And so if somebody can come to us with something we haven't thought about, we, we get so excited. And so we look for that and we look for somebody who's who's willing to dumb it down for us. Cause we know, we know that they know more than us. So they have to be able to speak our language so we, that they're willing to dumb it down for us. And then we look for somebody who is, uh, it's a kind of a tangent off of creativity, but somebody who is going to have ideas that are going to help all of our clients, all of the other CPAs out there, you know, Hey, you know, if you added this to reach, it would be blah, 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 blah. And so we look for stuff like that because that's so important to us that we're constantly providing the most awesome tool uh, out to the industry. So give us an example of something your CPA told you that like really helped. Oh, okay. Back in the day, back in the day, way before reach was really what it is now. Um, I was sitting down with, with the CPA and, and he said, you know, and are you physically sitting down with them? Literally. Yeah. 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 I I went to his office and, and this is, uh, pre oh yeah it's way before covid um i'm literally sitting in his office he's got a whiteboard up on the wall and i'm saying to him okay what would you like like what would you what would be cool if you could have this or have that and and he said look i'm sitting in front of this budget right now and every single month this is 13 month budget and every single month i have to delete a column and i have to add a column for the new month and then I have to remap that column so that it's pointing to the right place to get all of the data. And then I have to do a data dump. So I draw the new data in, build it into the forecast that we currently have, and then I, I, then I have the numbers created, and then I have to create the output. This is, this is something that accountants everywhere, everywhere are doing right now, like everywhere. Maybe not this exact same thing, but basically along these same lines we're taking a data dump we're pulling it in we're manipulating it we're reformatting it we pull it out and then somehow we 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 get our our output and our deliverable that we're going to give to our client and what we said was hey well well i mean tell us like what what could be really cool what what would be really helpful for you in building this and and i mean we've basically at this point now we've solved all of those problems like the the stuff you can build and reach is so cool but it goes back to conversations like that where we were sitting down 
with with Peter and and he was walking us through the process of okay it would be really cool if this happened and instead of it, me having to recreate the column it then changed the data to this period and so we created this thing called live dates where our columns if you click a little checkbox at the top of our column the column follows the current month so instead of calling the column July it's current month minus three or current month minus seven or whatever. And so you can always know that you're, it's going to be trailing seven behind the current month. And it was stuff like that, that changed everything. Because when we show people that they were like, oh my gosh, game changer. Here's another one. The guy that came and he was like, you know, what would be really cool is if I could hide a whole bunch of rows in my balance sheet and add a bunch of rows to my, or a bunch of subtotal rows to my, my P and L. And then I want to be able to hide a whole bunch of other rows in my PL. And I'm thinking, okay, we're totally going to be like indicted in the Enron 2.0 scandal because we're the one that's created. <laughs> that, is, that was creative accounting. <laughs> so this guy came to us and we were like, ha ha. Like, he's like, I'm not kidding. Like, this would be amazing for us. And accountants use us all the time. And we're like, do they the whole, like, <laughs> not thousands, hundreds of accountants have come to us and said, the same thing. And we, you know, we, by the 10th one, we, we, we created it, uh, to be able to do this full manipulating of the statement and it, and it stays live, which is so cool, but, but to be able to manipulate a statement, we, he wanted to take sub accounts from, from some account way down at the bottom of the P and L and, or a balance sheet, and then be able to put it up at the top. He wanted, but the totals to stay accurate. He wanted to be able to take certain stuff out and add a new subtotal row. Like just stuff like that. It was like, oh man, this is so crazy. He wanted to be able to rename all the accounts, which is okay, you know, because apparently he couldn't do that for some nonprofit or something, and and he struggled with it. So, so those little bits of functionality changed the game for everybody. So that creativity that he had, his willingness to say, hey, it would be really cool if this. No, 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 not not that. More like this you know, and to describe it and, and really point it out. And then we'd go and build it and be like, you're close. It just needs to now do that. And then we build it. Now we have this thing. It's really cool because as humans, we're really good at seeing what the next step is. Once we've gotten to that, the step right before it, you know, we're really good at seeing that after six comes seven. And so what this does for us is, is that when we're standing on step two or one, it's really hard to figure out what heck comes after step six. You just can't quite figure it out. You can't quite visualize it. There's so many things hanging in our working memory that we're just, we're really trying to understand, but it's really, really hard. But once you get to five and six, seeing that step seven, eight, and nine, I need to be this, this, and this is a piece of cake. And, and now you can really contribute something very valuable. And which is, which is why we think that the process of reporting the way we're doing it uh, where where the where the reports stay live and they stay current for the client, the dashboards stay live, enables the this the C suite to come back to their account and say, hey, could we do this? Because I was thinking it would be really cool to know what my expenses, my fixed expenses were divided by my number of uh, sales last month or something, you know, some some something like that. And then you can say, oh yeah yeah, totally, boom boom boom, done. And it takes two seconds. Because now we're curating, we're perfecting 
something instead of rebuilding every single month. I love it. So do you guys use reach reporting internally? Yes. <laughs> so what so what's the what's a couple of the KPIs that you really focus on? Big ones for us, uh they come down to sales. In a big way, it comes down to sales. It comes down to uh value of uh, or, or uh, creating um content that's that's enabled to give us a really great forecast so we're able to look forward because we have all those tools so so let's use them. And and what's interesting is every time I use reach, which is, you know, pretty common i mean three four times a week i'm i'm logging into my own software into my own reach account and a dream every, within a dream seriously yeah, i know it's inception <laughs> it, it, it's it's uh every time i log in I'm, I'm like you know what if we really this is really annoying how this little this little button is right here it'd be nice if it was over to the left a little bit or something you know that so so that happens all the time and, and so that's another thing that's been really good for us is is even just using our own solution so but go back what are the kpis that you uh um we care about SaaS kpis that's a big one for us so what are the SaaS kpis ltv lifetime value what's our churn we need to know our year-over-year -year growth we need to know our month-over-month -month growth we need to know our um this month compared to this month last year we need to know what our, our trailing is. We need to know what our burn is and we need to know what our operation, so our operational burn and our investment burn, or, or sorry, um, not burn, break even. Uh, our operational break even and our investment break even. So we have investments that have come in. When are we gonna be able to pay those back if they need to be paid back or or what's our operational break even? So so what at what point do we are we up or down? Uh, how much more can we spend? So what's the buffer? Contribution margin is critical. We love that. And so we actually built our chart of accounts so that it can leverage some of the contribution margin stuff so we can say, okay, here's how much each 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 dollar in sales is actually contributing to net profit. you know, or you know how do we how do we deeply understand uh, where we could be based on where we're at? What's the actual value per customer? What's the actual um, uh, cost per customer. So we, do we have the list of customers, uh, not, not their names, of course, but the, just how many customers we have. And then we divide that by our, our, our web, uh, what is it's two or three accounts. I can't remember what they're called right now. Anyway, basically our web expenses. So, cause we have subscriptions for massive subscriptions that cost them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like we have a user come in and they use it more this month than last. Our 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 subscription costs go up, you know. So how do we observe that and and trend that over time and see okay what's causing this? And so so there's a lot of that kind of stuff uh, that we get geeky with. And and because we're growing so rapidly, uh, we have a lot of interested investors, you know, or or acquirers. We have a lot of companies trying to acquire Reach, and so we also have a lot of uh, metrics that are very specific to pitching and because we can, because we can, now we can pull in this non-financial information and this financial information kind of squish them together into something really cool that investor would geek out on. So your investors, what are they most interested in from a financial standpoint? Like what, what, like what's the number one thing they asked you? You want to hear something hilarious? I've had, we have, we have dozens of investors um, and I've had 
one of them, two of them, two of them, but one of them was a friend, but two of them asked to see the financials. So what do they, what do they ask to see? They want to see growth. So they just want to know the number of customers. And honestly, they're trusting me at face value on a lot of that too. I mean, I'll happily show them and, and we are, we are, we believe firmly in, in the integrity, you know, that that what we what what we show, what we say is is what you get. We or or the under promise over deliver uh, methodology. We believe in that deeply to our core. But but we have so few people that actually want to see the numbers. They just they want to hear. Okay, what's your growth? What's your uh, what's your plans with this industry? When do you want to exit? And I'm like, never. I want to stay with the company forever and and build it into a. I mean, we have a vision for this. That's really exciting and so we we want to stick around for a while you know it'd be interesting for reach i have a here's a here's a trillion here's my one trillion dollar idea okay i'm ready you have and you have an investor view so you know you're using reach way ahead of you man way ahead you already of you. have that way ahead of you dude how cool is it though you've well, already I, solved I, it you already <laughs> solved it <laughs> we have uh we have private equity companies so that's going to be our next cpas uh private equity is because uh, they go crazy for this stuff. Uh, and but, but the interesting thing about private equity is you have to request the financials today, but then you have to request them at the end of the month. It takes like six months to do a, a big PE deal. You have to request them at the end of every month. You have to request these updates. You have to, you're, you're, you're getting new data all the time. Well, what Reach enables is you never have to request anything ever again. You get permissions yeah. to log into this thing, off you go. I love so, that. So we have some rad stuff that we're, we're doing that's that. Not, that's, not in it. that's not there yet, but that's in the future. Uh, I mean, you could do it. You can do it. And, and, and we have several companies that are doing it, uh, but the way they're doing it is more through the dashboards and reports. So, so they'll have a dashboard that they use internally. And then when, the, when they have a client that, that, or, or somebody that they're looking to invest in, they'll share that dashboard with them and it'll automatically populate with all of their metrics. So they, you can, you can build go, no go charts, like where it's like, uh -uh, don't invest or yes, invest, or at least this is going the direction you want it to go. It, it, Cause it's able to give you exactly what you want. In fact, a lot of our accountants build a dashboard just for themselves so that they can see exactly what's happening in the business, but they're not having to look through the rose colored glasses of what a lot of the other reports look like. They're able to get right to the meat because they can see and understand that immediately. I love it. Isn't that cool? It's exciting. It's so much fun. Yeah. I so, made reporting. Yeah, like, you make reporting. I mean, you just made reporting so sexy. Like, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready to freaking jump off this, <laughs> jump out of my desk and do some reporting. Let's uh, go. So funny. Yeah, it is. It really is fun. But I mean, I mean, there's, there's this. I mean, we think the pandemic is bad. There's a real pandemic happening, and it's the fact that people have no idea what's happening in their business. And, uh, and that's way worse than COVID, honestly, like yeah. it's, it's, and that, it's so funny because most small businesses, they manage off of the bank account. Maybe, I yep. mean, there's so many businesses that don't even hit, couldn't even go to reach reporting because they don't have like the totally. basic accounting system in place. <laughs> it, totally. It's, it's, totally. Like, yeah. it's mind boggling the stuff that, uh, we see, but I love it. Okay, last question, because you're a busy CEO and you have other things to do other than chat with me. 
I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know. No, this is this is, this is the best part of my <laughs> this day. It. This is it, baby. Um, all right. What's you kind of talked about? You got a vision for reach. Where where do you think like what's going to be the next innovation in the accounting space? Um, for just in general. Um. Oof. I wasn't expecting this question. Uh, we 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 think about this constantly. Uh, we whiteboard about this constantly, uh, where where we will hear you know certain trends or people saying certain things, and and we will we will go up to those dang whiteboards and and revise the, our our projections and plans based off of that. Um, so there's there's some rad stuff coming. Uh, I can't obviously I can't say uh, um, the stuff that we're working on, but here's what I can say. The industry is so cool the 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 general marketplace not not the accounting marketplace but just general marketplace is so cool because we have the ability to have um organizations like upwork where people can provide services that are they're really good at uh, for a short period of time or for a small amount of money depending on what the service is uh, that's incredibly powerful because they have the ability to leverage that. The The ability to leverage is limited, but as soon as you start to work with a solution like Reach, it becomes much less limited. The end. <laughs> so, <laughs> we think that there's... Reach a- reporting is the answer. That's the truth. <laughs> yes, uh, no, uh, we... We, we believe that, that the market is going to come together. We believe that people can be so much better together than they can be separate. And, and so we believe that the next growth in the industry will be the yeah, I mean, uh, of software. I small of, businesses, you know, they need a fractional CFO. They don't need a full-time CFO. It's like they don't need a full-time exactly. bookkeeper or a full-time tax person or a full-time marketing person and just hiring these people. And I think that's what CPAs have been doing for a long time is exactly. providing short-term advice for their clients. And as this technology becomes easier and easier to use and you have to spend less time on daily, you know, mundane stuff, you're spending more time on this fractional advising stuff, whether it's tax or CFO or whatever. Right. And, and it doesn't matter if, I mean, we, we use this example as, as uh you know, a, a, a dad starts a starts a business as a, as a plumber. You know, he he's a he's a journeyman plumber, and he goes and starts a business, and he's he struggles for years, and then he you know high and you know hard things, and going through the worst parts of starting a business, he hires all these journeymen. Now he has this amazing business, and his son goes to to uh, business school, and then comes and works for dad, and the son comes and says, Hey, dad, I could build you this dashboard. Uh, that has these key metrics on them that that uh, that actually include the drivers of what are going to affect the you know the next three weeks of sales or whatever. and and uh, Dad says, really, you could do that? Yeah, 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 I could totally do that. in in fact, um, there's this there's this way to do it and blah 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 and and he he builds it in Excel. We think that's super cool that son is able to help dad in such a rad way. 
But we also think, what about all the other plumbers out there? Is there a way that we could enable Sun to share his magical dashboard with every plumbing business out there and and to to provide that service? So Sun is now this advisor. And and so so that was the question. Ultimately, what it comes down to is we have accountants that that are really good at managing the finances of gyms, of restaurants, of this, that, and the other. And what's happening in the industry that's so fascinating is now I can be in my tiny small town where there's only four other businesses, but I can service. That's a really small town. Any that would be a really small town, but I can service businesses anywhere in the world. And now I can start specializing in what I'm really good at. And, and I can just hone in on that skill, but provide something ultra valuable for, for these individuals. And, and I can, uh, using the tools of the industry and, you know, reach reporting, you can duplicate that process and, and with, with any of your different audiences. So you can kind of see yeah. step six and then you can see where step seven. <laughs> well, is. I'm, well, I'm excited because, you know, reporting is great, but like you said, the small bit, it's like, how am I doing? Like if I'm a state farm agent, there's a thousand state farm agents. How can I get a metric to see how I'm doing compared to them? But it's not just as easy as that because you're in different stages of your life as a state farm agent. If you're just beginning, where should you be compared to later? And there's all it's, it's, it's complicated. So having, uh, having a software that can kind of like figure out, those things and tell you like, yeah, compared to like similar state farm agents, you're doing great. Um, here's some things that you could work on. Um, that's where the real, wouldn't that be cool if we could really specialize in what we're good at and people would would pay us, could pay us double and triple quadruple because we're able to reach audiences, not us as reach of course, but you as accountants, uh, because you're able to hone in on a solution that's so specific and you're so good at it because that's what you do and now you could well that's what you're used to because as a cpa you're looking like you can look at the numbers and kind of see if they're good or bad and where they should go um but that takes a lot of training and learning and having this kind of helpful thing and it's really only the last like five or six years when you could do this because the technology the accounting technology has gotten good enough where you can stay in real time where then right. now you can do the reporting in real time right 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 right, right. so, so our, our plan is to enable that more and more and more and so we have some crazy stuff just crazy stuff for planning our 10-year plan is a joke it's crazy this is crazy, crazy. it's crazy you need to you need to send you need to make a shirt that says our 10-year plan is crazy <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude why have i not done this it's time it's time all right, tell us where we can find. So it's reachreporting.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to reach. Tell, tell us where we can find. Um, where if we want to follow you. Oh yeah, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. LinkedIn is probably the best place. Uh, Justin Hatch at, uh, on LinkedIn. Justin W Hatch. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm on now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, on LinkedIn, um, that's where I live. I spend most of my time, although I do keep thinking, man, I need to get into Twitter more. There's a no, lot of don't. little things I'd love to post. Definitely, definitely don't. No, not 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 Twitter. No, TikTok. I I th- yeah. <laughs> I think you're better off um, 
doing the post-it notes and just sticking them on the wall. Deal. <laughs> and then taking a picture of it, posting it on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so follow Justin. This has been amazing. Um, check, everyone check out Reach Reporting, of course, and uh, follow him. And if you have an idea for Reach, you start using it, and you're like, Reach needs this shit. Uh, we will I, build it. We, we yeah, need you. Send it, need you. Send it to... Yeah, send. Uh, why don't you just uh, message Justin on LinkedIn and just freaking take over his bro? Tell him bro. you need this. You need this. If you don't do this, you are so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 happened. In fact, we had a lady today that was like, "Why do you? Why is your text this color?" It's like, uh, "Well, you can actually change the color." Oh, okay. So, so you, we still have people that are not happy no matter what you do, but but that's uh, a CPA baby. No, you can, you can please the CPA. Maybe. You can you can please literally anybody. That should actually be your shirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I never I never you know in those days when you're planning to uh, you know be a firefighter or a policeman or a doctor you know when there's really only three options uh, for a career. You I know, was an astronaut. You kind of reached oh yeah yeah okay yeah, I yeah. was going high but so, yeah. So that sure. was that was seven years old. I was fucking you know six years old. You know what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I never thought I would would create a solution and then all day, every day I would work with accountants. But honestly, <laughs> it's been the coolest experience ever because we're working with this audience of people that are so smart. But like, but you know, the, a lot of what the industry's done is kind of canned them or shoehorned them into into this job that that doesn't really fit with them. And so people are starting to branch out from that. And this is where it's been so much fun. Uh, watching them branch out and and really enter into the advisory space, really enter into the Oh, it's so cool. That's another shirt, Reach Reporting Baby. <laughs> I've got, we've got a lot of t-shirts. All right, you got to go. Justin, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Love being on the show.